It's March, and this is our monthly Edify Extras episode, updating you on stories of dismantling systemic oppression from founders, fellows, and justice advocates in our community. I'm Nicole Johnson, founder and one of the lead curriculum designers of the Edify Dismantling Systemic Oppression Curriculum. I'm here to welcome you and to also introduce you to today's guest host. Hey, I'm Tony Pinella. I wear a lot of hats. I'm a jack of all trades who, in addition to helping edit and record the very podcast you're listening to right now, I've also worked as a musician, actor, writer, as well as more recently, a professional GM running tabletop role-playing games. He'll take it from here, giving you a little insight into his story and his work. After which, he'll share announcements and some events and ways in which you can get involved in our community. I hope you enjoy the episode and gain a bit of encouragement on your journey in dismantling systemic oppression. I met Nicole Johnson about a decade ago. I was around 17 at the time, and we both worked with the same acting coach. To me, I think the fact that she named her nonprofit Move, Motivation, Opportunity, Vision, Entertainment, didn't only stem from the fact that she's also a dancer, but even way back then, she was always doing something, always on the move. Yes. <laughs> Nicole has always been an example of someone who makes things happen. I, on the other hand, I have always had a tendency to be a bit over-analytical. Something I've believed for a long time is that a person's greatest strengths and weaknesses can sometimes derive from the same source. So at best, that impulse to overthink, on the one hand, allows me to put great amounts of care and intentionality into the work I do. At worst, it leads to perfectionism. And, as is pointed out in the Edify Dismantling Systemic Oppression curriculum, perfectionism is a white supremacy culture characteristic. I feel very lucky to have met her when I did because one of Nicole's superpowers as a leader is being able to recognize people's strengths and being able to find a way in which their abilities can be applicable to whatever she's working on at that current moment. Back when we first met, I had found some success as a musician and an actor, but I've also always had a wide range of skills and interests beyond what I had done professionally at a young age. So over the years, opportunities would pop up to be able to work on a variety of projects. And to be honest, the perfectionist in me would really struggle to say yes sometimes. I don't think I've ever told Nicole this, but at first, unless the role she had for me involved singing or acting, I would feel anxious. I'd stress myself out at the thought that I wasn't the most qualified person to fill the role she needed. Looking back, it's funny to me, at least, to imagine my teenage self worrying about his qualifications. It's obvious in retrospect to say to my former self, you're a teenager. How do you expect to eventually gain proficiency in any skills if you don't give them a try when you're underqualified? Honestly, he would have done me quite the favor if he had just jumped in with no hesitation. Honestly, though, becoming more aware of that hesitancy and overcoming it is deeply linked to my journey towards becoming a justice advocate. 
especially in comparison to back then, I'm definitely more so aware of the privilege I hold as a white, cis, straight guy. And this is me calling myself out. Perfectionism can be a very cozy blanket to shield yourself from having to advocate for marginalized communities, even when you feel like you maybe could and should. Thinking, this isn't my story to tell, or I can't think of the exact right way to contribute, so I'll hold off for now until I have the perfect thing to say. Even with the best of intentions, like not wanting to step on anybody's toes, or of course the fear of saying or doing the wrong thing, there can always be an excuse to hold back out of fear instead of just trusting myself and giving it my best effort. It takes a certain level of privilege to be able to not contribute. And folks without that privilege just flat out don't have access to that luxury. It's just not an option for them. So, with that, my journey to becoming a justice advocate started with baby steps. I'm lucky that the folks who I've worked with now were gracious enough back then to continue thinking of me from time to time, offering ways for me to be a part of the different endeavors of Move and Edify and eventually Harriet Tubman Effect throughout the years. And through that active grace, generosity, and friendship, I began to learn so much from the different spaces that I was contributing to. I began to see that there is not just one correct way to be an advocate. It's certainly not about waiting and perfectly strategizing a single act of allyship that will be the most optimal move, to the detriment of just contributing in attainable, more consistent, imperfect ways. And thanks to the opportunities I've had through Move, Edify, and Harriet Tubman Effect, I've been able to find more and more capacities in which I'm able to contribute. I've been able to think of myself as an amplifier. My attention to detail and focus can be used to enhance, share, and create outlets for other people's stories. I've led workshops with Nicole, collaborated on developing comic books, working in writer's rooms for various HTE projects, being a recording engineer, as well as editing this episode you're listening to right now. I can't wait to have to edit myself <laughs> and hear this story a hundred times over and over. I even recently led a tabletop role-playing game for some of the folks at Harriet Tubman Effect, which is another exciting way to amplify and facilitate an opportunity for storytelling. I've grown a lot stronger in my journey to become an amplifier of stories, and if you take anything from any of this, any part of my journey as a justice advocate, let, let it be this. Sometimes, or as I now believe most of the time, the people who actually get things done, who create the most inspiring art, who actually make an impact on people's lives, aren't always the ones who were the perfect person at the perfect time for the job. But it's the people who make the conscious decision to take a step away from stagnation and pondering and instead create a habit of moving as best you can. And that is an impulse that I've certainly improved on and content in continuing to develop.
We've now reached the part of the episode where I get to share some upcoming events in the world of Edify and Harriet Tubman Effect. First off, we're gearing up for the next quarter of HTE's New World program. The New World is a 52-week program consisting of an ongoing research study, weekly meetings, and accountability practice for professionals looking to dismantle systemic oppression and white supremacy culture in American workplaces. Together with the other members of A New World, you will work through a resource book that explores your relationship to culture, power, and compensation, with a focus on building community, leading with grace, self-assessment, and reparations. Throughout the year-long program, you will have the opportunity to meet and learn as a group every Monday or Wednesday, as well as engage with individual work, affinity groups, and one-on-ones as you wish to dive deeper. Registrations for quarter three are open at the time of this episode's release, and the program officially starts on April 10th. On Wednesday, March 8th, there will be a free virtual event titled Accessibility, Disability in America, hosted by Maria Porto. This event will dive into a brief overview of disability in America, deconstructing the white ableist power structures that have long suppressed the disabled BIPOC community from accessing services needed to thrive in a capitalist society. This 90-minute workshop will explore the DPN movement and Gallaudet's contribution to the deaf community throughout history and touch on the ADA and the toll it took on all disabled peoples. There will also be discussions of the reclamation of powers in words and identity, as well as a Q&A at the end of the session. This event will be at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and will be ASL accessible with an ASL interpreter and live captioning. And finally, March's Lantern Night will take place on March 27th. This free virtual event invites theater workers of all backgrounds to join HTE for a night of healing practices and support in telling your story of workplace oppression. Affinity groups for BIPOC and white identifying community members will be available. You will gain healing practices, a completed article or rendering of your story, and resources for sustainability and dismantling systemic oppression. A completed article or rendering of your story and resources for sustainability in dismantling systemic oppression. Lantern Night is a space to navigate the storytelling necessary to heal. Your stories are shared publicly as a form of truth-telling and learning in our community. Bring your favorite snacks, drinks, and whatever you need to feel cozy and comfortable from home. This event will start at 7 p.m. and end at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You'll want to head to harrietubmaneffect.com to RSVP for this event or use the link in the show notes of this episode to learn more about this as well as any of the events mentioned. Also, be sure to follow HTE on social media at Harriet Tubman Effect on Instagram for more updates and you can also download the Harriet Tubman Effect app to be able to even further engage with the community. I want to thank our guest hosts for leading today's episode. Please let our listeners know where they can follow and support you. If you would like to follow me personally, you can find me on most social medias at Tony Panella. That's T-O-N-Y-P-O-N-E-L-L-A. If you would like updates about the work I'm doing, the nerdy stuff I do outside of Harriet Tubman Effect, as well as photos of my cats, Rogue and Ranger. So if nothing else, you'll probably see them. 
The Edify Podcast is produced by Harriet Tubman Effect. Our production team includes Tony Vanella, Adam Schaff, and Belen Moyano. With music by Alexandria and Evan.